it is. And he references Shane Battier. And one of the things that uh, Shane Battier was able, able to kind of teach LeBron James was just some very subtle nuances and how to specifically guard Kevin Durant. Like that micro we're talking about, this one player in the league, here's something that I've noticed that I've had to do because I'm not as talented as you. Yeah. Right? But I've figured out and how to guard him. And again, LeBron being willing to open up to that kind of guy because he probably feels like, I trust Shane Battier. Right. And wasn't it basically one thing of like, hey, make him turn to shoot off off his, uh, like turn to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Make him turn to his left to shoot over his left shoulder. Like something that small. Yeah. But something that they knew, hey, this might help us down the road. Because they figured out that if he shoots over that left shoulder on that spot on the floor, his percentages go down by like 11%. Yeah. Or and that something. came from Shane yeah. Battier. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Right. So, again, it's just that, like, what did he really bring then? I think he probably brought this sense of toughness. He was the guy who'd be willing to, to run and dive on the floor. He brought a sense of wisdom, again, just because he had been around for a long time. Because he knew he wasn't the most athletic guy, the most talented guy, he had to learn how to guard people in different ways like that. Yeah. So he brought some wisdom and toughness and, and whatever else. And that's what I would argue made him probably a, a super carrier. Sure. And let's, let's think about this practically. Um, you know, if you're a leader and you're listening to this, one of the action items that we would challenge you to is to think about your your team and reflect on this in like who is your super carrier who are your super carriers and um, you know there's I think about example of this C.S. Lewis one of my favorite authors he talks about in one of his books Mere Christianity um, how the, the, he's really talking about the same thing here in this way is he he tells a story about when one of his best friends passed away. And they had a small group of men that were would meet um, at the, they called themselves the Inklings. It was basically like a social club. They would meet at this this tavern and every week and just talk about life and, and share a beer and um, all of that. And so he says that when this friend passed away, he took bits and pieces of everyone else in the group with him. Because what that meant was when, when he was there, prior to the friend dying, when he was there, him being there brought out certain qualities in everyone else that once he was gone, no one else could bring out. Yeah. Right. So like the 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 version of them that showed up when he was there was different from the version of them that showed up when he was gone. And and Joan Ryan in this book provides some great examples of players that you have to be like a real baseball fan to know their names. Oh yeah. But there are such powerful trends that show like when this person is on a team, they win. They win. Yeah. And and there's even like the difference between, between like when they got there and then when they leave mm-hmm. is a drastic, drastic change. And so think about that. Like, that's why I think again, people, uh, this is such an interesting concept because it, it really is kind of like a placebo effect. Can be. Right? In that like, um, the addition of this bench player who rarely ever plays, right? Like he's not actually impacting any of these games directly, but what he is doing, his presence is there's a sense of belief that we're more confident. We're better with this person in our clubhouse. Right. Well, the great example she shares, was it Johnny Gomes? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't remember the team or the game, but, but it was the, was the Red Sox. Red Sox. 